good morning everyone and welcome to New Life Sunday Online. Paul's going to be back with us again next Sunday, so we're looking forward to that. Um, but as we launch into today, uh, my friend Christopher's here and we just want to talk a little bit about our summer camp that's starting this week. Yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, the team has been working super hard to make sure that we're ready and, and prepared for the first day of camp this Wednesday. We have 23 agents signed up to be receiving their missions this week. It is going to be incredible. We'll be stopping by on Wednesday with some pizza for you and a bunch of fun activities to do. So, really excited about that. And we're pretty excited this week also about the response to our new links initiative just to give people a way to connect with one another over these summer months when we've been apart and we're just waiting for our our regathering in september um, we've had a number of people sign up to to start links and those meetings are beginning to happen and people are enjoying those my favorite story from this week um, was a couple who formed a link with someone that's a neighbor of theirs who hasn't been a part of our New Life family, but now has this connection to us. Um, so that's great stuff to hear. If you'd like to learn more about links, uh, you can email us at links at newlifecollingwood.com. Let us know that you've started a link and we'll send you some resources that will help you, you know, establish your conversation and get your, your link and these connections up and going. We also have some senior high shenanigans going on throughout the summer. Every other Friday, we've been meeting here on the church property for a responsible, socially distanced bonfire, and they have been a blast. The next one of those will actually be happening this coming Friday, so mark your calendar. We'll be there from 7 till 10.30, just for stories, hanging out, enjoying one another's company uh, in this, you know, otherwise fairly dull summer. <laughs> so, look forward to that. Another great thing in the life of the church, and is very important to... Our faith journey is baptism, and this is something that we, we just don't want to keep on hold until we're all able to regather in the fall. Uh, so we're going to be having a baptism service on Sunday, August the 16th at 5 o'clock p.m. We're still working on some of the details for that, so do stay tuned uh, to our broadcasts here and to your, your weekend emails and your inboxes, and we'll get you all the details on how that's going to unfold. But if you'd like to be baptized, if you'd like to take that step, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at connect at newlifecollingwood.com or call us here at the church office and we'll chat with you about you know, what baptism means and taking that, that step with us on the 16th of August. Well, as we get ready to dive into our message this morning, I want to share just a little bit of scripture with you before we do that that sets up our talk on evangelism through relationship. Well, this is from 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. 
And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen him with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we won't be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. We are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. I wonder if you would pray with us. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, and we give you praise and we give you thanks for all that you are and all that you do for us. We praise you for your faithfulness, for your love, and for your mercy that is new every morning. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth and showed us the right way to live and who made it possible for us to have that loving, abiding relationship with you. And we thank you, God, for the gift of your Holy Spirit, who even now is here in our midst, filling us with hope and with joy and showing us, Lord, day by day, how we might glorify you in our community and in our world. So, Father, for the needs in our little expression of your body here at New Life, we pray for your assistance. And we pray for those who are recovering, God, from surgeries and just ailments of all kinds. People are sick and hurting and wounded and in need of care. And for that, God, we pray that you, the healer, would touch them by the power of your spirit. And in Jesus' name. For those who are struggling with isolation, God, we ask again for peace, a peace that comes only from you, not a false and flimsy peace where we pretend that we don't have issues, Lord, but with that, that true and, and resolute peace that comes from the certainty of you with us, so that even as we face and endure hardship, uh, we, can, we can trust that you are with us. We pray against anxiety and depression, Lord, and for comfort for those who might be experiencing it. Reach out to us, we pray, and Lord, Put those on our minds that we need to reach out to. Give us the courage to pick up the phone and actually call those that we miss. And Father, especially for parents right now who are struggling with the stress of what to do in September and, and how to care for children and the various decisions that have to be made in terms of you know, employment and uh, care, uh, we ask for peace for them too. Give them the wisdom that they need to make the decisions that are right for their families. And surround them, God, with the love and the support of family and good friends that can help navigate that together as a community. And as we look to the fall, we also pray for all of us here on the New Life leadership team in various capacities, whether that's staff or our board or just volunteers in various ministries. Uh, help us figure out what to do well and give us wisdom to care for this expression of your body in a way that is loving and glorifying to you. In all of this, God, uh, we give you praise once again and thanks. And we pray it in Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Christopher. Well, we're glad this morning to have Aaron and Daniel White with us to bring us our teaching time. Uh, they're 
great members of our New Life family here that, that we love and, and enjoy. They also direct uh, the local chapter of Youth Unlimited. And they're going to share with us a message this morning about evangelism through relationship. So let's listen in on this. Hey New Life, it's the Whites here. I'm Aaron. And I'm Danielle. And um, we are missionaries that uh, New Life supports. And we're just so happy to be able to be here on this Sunday morning with you. Even though it's not ideal, it's not in person. Uh, we're just happy to be um, with you and you're watching us on your screen. We wanted to just um, take a few minutes to talk about um, ministry and evangelism from the lens of being in Youth Unlimited. Because a lot of people typically ask us, what ministry looks like when we don't often get to teach and preach from a stage or a platform. So we were once told that ministry or evangelism, telling someone about Jesus who's never heard of him before, um, it tends to be more difficult because a lot of people approach evangelism thinking that they have to be a Bible scholar in order to tell someone about Jesus. One of the challenges we see is that it can be really overwhelming to know how to share the stories of what God is doing uh, in our lives because there's so many different approaches to take. And, and what we've found over the years um, that we've been working with youth is that for us, uh, the relationship with someone is the foundation uh, upon which we build all of that because um, sometimes it just seems so overwhelming and we can get to the point where we don't feel like we know the correct way to do that. Um, and uh, and sharing God's story is is so much more simple than, than having a formula to approach it with. So we thought we'd just take a few minutes this morning to um, really explain the approach that um, we as Youth Unlimited staff um, work with teenagers and how we explain the gospel through conversation and relational ministry. Like I said before, the foundation for ministry for us and relationships in real life has always been exactly that, just building relationships. First uh, Peter 3.15 says, be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way that you're living. Um, and for us, that is something we take really seriously. Uh, we don't want there to be some sort of agenda that we're trying to just kind of get a notch on our project list when we're, when we're ministering to someone. Instead, we want to really show love and who Jesus is to people because it's been transformational in our lives. Romans 12 says, don't just pretend to love someone, actually do it. Um, and it's amazing how many times we can, we can really struggle with doing that because we feel like there's a certain way we need to do that. And that's really where we start. Um, you don't have to be a Bible scholar uh, to be able to show love to someone. However, the Bible is the thread of God's story through humanity and how God is redeeming our world. And that is really, really important for us to know. And so in Youth Unlimited, we have an approach that we use called three-story evangelism. And it's simply a way to connect God's story with my story, with your story. And that's something that we use often when we're talking to young people about why we live the way that we live. We were once told that every single person has one tool at their disposal that nobody can take away from you. And that is your story. That is your story on how you interact with God. Not one person can tell you that your experience with God never happened. They can't deny it and they can't take that away from you. And so that really is the first story in, in three-story evangelism is communicating your story. It's how you interact with God. It's your experiences, your emotions, and how you, how you experience God on a, on a regular basis. Your story is about sharing. Your story is about sharing where God is at work in your life, where you see him, and being able to point that out to people around you. 
Your story is real, it has history, it's got emotion, and nobody can take that away from you. One of the most amazing things uh, that I love following on some of the uh, Instagram accounts and things I follow on the internet are, are accounts like Humans of New York that share people's stories. And we see the power in being able to share um, what has happened in our lives and what shaped us into who we are. Um, and it's funny because I think sometimes as we're thinking about telling people about Jesus, um, there's times when maybe we don't always take that into account. We can be slow to listen because we feel like we just have this message that needs to get out. Um, and over the years, um, it's become really obvious to us that everybody just wants so badly to share their story and, and what shapes them, what makes them tick, the things in their lives that they've overcome, the things that are great triumphs for them, the challenges they're facing. And, you know, in this world where we have so much noise, that is such a refreshing thing to, uh, to hear is, is some of those things that, that have intricately made us who we are. Um, and so being able to, to listen and hear their story is a really important part. And the important part of that is to stop and actually listen. Um, and that can be challenging. We live in a world that we're just super distracted by what's going on on our phones even will buzz and it can take us out of that conversation. Um, but, um, as we talk with young people, one of the things that we are doing is just trying to find those common grounds. And again, that's not to be a project or to be, um, you know, to just be something that's formulaic and, and wooden, but instead being able to find those things that really connect us as human beings. Um, and it's amazing sometimes as we talk and as we listen, um, and as we've taken the time to kind of pray and, and ask the spirit to guide us, um, when we can find, uh, those areas that, that God can shine light in there. And that can sometimes just be as simple as ways that we show love to them. Um, I read something recently where someone was talking about when we're going through wilderness and laments in our lives, it's as if God is saying, he's still here working, come and see what God is doing. And that's the invitation that we're offering, um, is that people know that God is present all around us. And, um, and that that's something that they can, they can experience and come to know. Um, we're very careful though, to do that in a way that's really respectful. And if you continue in that verse in, in first Peter three, it will say that, you know, don't, don't do that in a way that just bulldozes someone over, do it in a way that is truly loving and caring. And for me, especially, um, you know, I just sense sometimes when things aren't genuine, um, I'm just a personality type that I check right out. And my experience has been with most of the young people I've worked with, you know, they can sense that from a mile away. And, and it's that genuine listening, that space that we have, um, where we say, Hey, I want to hear who you are. I want to hear your story. Um, that's where we see some incredible things happen. And, and as I've kind of shaped my last couple of years of ministry, um, I really recognize that my job is to really hold that space for them so that God is able um, to work in that space and whatever that looks like. And so uh, listening to their story is is kind of the, almost a bigger part than being able to share ours because it, it acknowledges that we care, we want to hear those things, and we're not just here pushing an agenda on them. Um, you know, this is about genuine relationships that we're building. And, and from our perspective, it's being able to share that love of Christ um, through who we are, and that's our words and our actions. The last part of three-story evangelism is being able to connect their story to God's story. Um, we find God's story in the Bible, and that is how we are, uh, how we find out God's story. And 
Here's an example of how we've been able to do that. Um, many of you know that when our son Cooper was born, had numerous health problems that had to be dealt with, and that really challenged our faith and really challenged um, a lot of questions that we had. But since we've kind of moved out of that and, and he's doing really well, we've had people go through similar experiences where they've asked us about our faith during that time. And we were able to share our story and share God's story going through that. And that is, that's a really um, neat way to see how the, the, the three-story evangelism plays out in, in real life because you're connecting stories through common grounds. You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes though with evangelism is assuming that the people that we're talking to and hearing their stories, that they want to come to Jesus for the same reason that that I came to Jesus or that Danielle came to Jesus. And that's just simply not true. Everybody has their, you know, their own longing to come to Jesus for their own, own reasons. And the gospel becomes relevant when we begin connecting someone's needs and wants to the life of Jesus. If you read through the book of John, there are lots of key life events that you can connect someone's story to the life of Jesus. Here's just a few things. Um, someone needing love, someone dealing with shame, someone dealing, uh, someone desiring heaven. Um, if they're troubled or dealing with sin, desiring heaven or wanting an abundant life, all of those things are marked out in the book of John that you could connect someone's story to the life of Jesus. I mean, if we go through that list, how many of you wanted that at some point? So as you talk to people, you can say, you know what, at some point in my life, I was dealing with sin or, or at some point I was wanting that abundant life. And as we begin to share our story and hearing someone else's story, we can connect those things to the, the life of Jesus, especially from the book of John. So when we begin to understand someone else's story and, and hear their story and, and understand God's story by, by reading the Bible and understanding it, we get to connect that all together through finding common ground. We're in a time right now where um, everything is upside down. And I, I think people are asking some of the big questions that maybe many of us have asked at different points in our own journey. Um, and it's funny because I think there's times when I really struggle with the process of this because, again, it can feel like this formula and these boxes we have to check. And as I kind of dive, delved into that more, um, it's obvious that the gospel is so much more than that. Uh, because when I, uh, when I really think about God's redemption, um, that's what I'm longing for. And I think we're in a time when people are longing for that real abundant life, especially when we don't know what the road ahead looks like. People still need to process the gospel. They need to make their own decision. In Youth Unlimited, we often talk about youth having the opportunity to make an informed decision. Um, again, it's never forced. And for us, sometimes that could be a really, really long process. Um, we don't limit youth to, uh, to attending our programs unless they make a decision. And in fact, I run the opposite way of that because I don't want people to feel like a project. I want them to feel like they come into a place that's so obviously different and so obviously life-giving that they're kind of left wondering, what is it about this place that's different? And that's really where we have opportunities to be able to share the hope of Jesus is, is when people are experiencing true community and what it means uh, to really be a neighbor with one another. 
doing this in a relationship is such a joy. And it's been incredible, the things that people have trusted us with over the years. God has planted you where you are, in your neighborhood, with your job, in your family. And that provides us some really cool opportunities to just love God and be able to love other people. And I think sometimes we can, especially here in the West, we can run the risk of overthinking uh, what it means to be able to share Jesus with someone. And really, we want to be able to connect the things that is going on in in our lives and be able to point people to where Jesus is at work. And I heard someone one time talk about it as if we're almost like tour guides, just pointing out um, to people where God is at work and, and how he's been present with us. And that, for me, um, takes a huge amount of pressure off as I think about what it means to share Jesus with someone. I'm able to share uh, the threads of where God's been working through my life through the years, from before I knew who Jesus was, to, to trying to explore who that is and what that impact was in my life, to finally saying, you know what, God, I want you to be able to take that and, uh, and to, to help me to live that abundant life to the full. Um, and... When we overprocess this, I think sometimes we run the risk of, of feeling like we can mess up and, um, and that's a real challenge. So for me, I really try and just live as a neighbor would and to care and love for people. And when I have opportunities to be faithful in, uh, in sharing the reason for the hope that I have, um, because in times, especially like now, that's something that people are looking for and, uh, and being able to say, God is still here. Come and see what he was, he is doing, um, is such a, a huge opportunity that, that, that God has given us. And so if you are like the person that doesn't really know how to respond when someone asks you about your faith, uh, let us leave you with, with this. If you know your story and you can communicate your story to someone and you're willing to listen to someone else's story and ask lots of questions and begin knowing God's story, that's really all you need to be equipped in order to tell someone the good news about Jesus. Is, is connecting your story to their story, to God's story, and finding common ground and finding the life of Jesus in the midst of those stories. If that's something we can leave with you and that would be helpful to you, uh, please use it. Use it to however you'd like um, because it's, it's not formula-based. It's, it's based on relationship. And that really is what ministry is, is all about. When I look at at the ministry that Jesus had um, throughout the gospels, one of the things that always impresses me is how often he was interrupted from the ministry things that he was doing by people who had genuine needs and genuine brokenness and hurt and physical things wrong. And over and over again, we see Jesus pausing and saying, hey, tell me your story and being able to say, this is, this is who I am and this is what, what I can do. And I think for us, that gives us so much hope in our area because we've got such a vibrant church here um, and so many different people from so many different backgrounds. And it's incredible to see the opportunity uh, that we have ahead of us, um, especially now, to be able to share uh, Jesus with our community around us. So we hope to see you real soon, Uh, hopefully in September, if things go well um, with the reopening. uh, We hope to see you all very soon, hopefully in the next month and a half, because we miss you all, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Until then, this is The Whites. We'll see you later. Thanks. Well, thank you so much to Aaron and Danielle for coming in, recording that for us, and for sharing your heart about ministry to young people. Just really blessed by what you had to offer and just, again, thank you. 
And also, I wanted to thank our interns who actually recorded and edited uh, pretty much everything for this Sunday service. So well done to Paige and Liam, and thanks again for all that you're doing. And thank you for joining us today, as we talked about last week, for being devoted and choosing to spend time taking in our teaching times here on our channel. Normally, this would be about the, the point in our broadcast where I'd invite you to come back on Wednesday night for worship, but we're actually going to take a little bit of a break this week, just because next week has got the holiday Monday in it, and there's all sorts of stuff going on here. So we're going to take a one-week break on that, but we'll be back with our, our Wednesday evening worship time on August the 12th. Next Sunday, invite you back. Paul's going to be back with us. Been excited uh, to see our, our series for August developing over the last number of weeks. So we're going to be diving into a series with him called Shift. And our tagline for this, and I love this, is when what was or should have been isn't, we shift. So we're just going to be looking at some principles and stories from scripture to help us prepare as a church and as a community as we get ready to regather in September, but also head into just a new season of doing ministry a little bit differently in this, this age and this situation that we, we live in. And thanks for being with us this morning. Hope to see you again next Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Bye-bye for now. Take care.